My name is Matt Brown. Not a half the time thing. It's not a sometimes thing. It's an every time thing. If you want to be a winning organization and to put yourself in position to win championships and be competitive, everything that you do matters. And the bull that has nothing to do with winning needs to get out of the building. <laughs> and let's start the show. See what the first day meals prep gonna be. What I'm eating for breakfast. First day meal prep, we're going to McDonald's. Hot cakes with sausage, sausage muffin, and large orange juice. What's happening, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Wednesday, January 10th, 2024, and I'm excited to tell you all that it is the NFL playoffs. The NFL playoffs are beginning this weekend. It is Super Wild Card Weekend, and we're about to break down all the matchups and preview one of the most exciting weekends in all of sports. This is our Wild Card Weekend preview here on the Productive Conversations podcast, and we're about to have one awesome experience talking all things Wild Card Weekend. So before we get into that, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube, and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms or on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. X and Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So as mentioned, the Wild Card Weekend is about to begin. We have our matchups locked in. After a wild week 18 of the NFL season, it is now time to begin the road to the Super Bowl. There are a total of 14 teams left. 12 are playing this weekend, and the other two are your top seeds. Your number one seeds, the Baltimore Ravens from the AFC, and the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC, respectfully, are going to take the week off, and they're going to play the lowest remaining seed next week for the divisional for the divisional round. I will say all six matchups spread across Saturday, Sunday, and Monday are all extremely interesting. They all have a legitimate backstory to it. There are high stakes in all six of these games, and I can't wait to break it down with you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world. So this is going to be a very fun show, previewing all of Wild Card Weekend, and we make our predictions, we make our picks, and then we will see who remains and who's going into the divisional round next week. So this is going to be a fun show, as mentioned, breaking down all six matchups, and you do not want to miss any of that action. But before we begin our coverage of the Wild Card Weekend and we begin our preview show, I just want to mention and tell you that on Monday night, we had the College Football National Championship that took place in Houston, Texas. We had the number two ranked Washington Huskies take on the number one ranked Michigan Wolverines. And the Michigan Wolverines for the first time since 1997, in a year where you had your head coach Jim Harbaugh get suspended twice and a lot of people questioning the integrity of this program, they went out there on Monday night. They beat a very good Washington team. They route them by a score of 34 to 13, and your Michigan Wolverines are your national champions in the beautiful sport of college football. The game was fine for a blowout. It looked pretty intriguing for the first, I don't know, five minutes, and then the Michigan Wolverines ran away with it. 
They the defense pressured Michael Penix Jr. all game long. That was going to be the key of the game. Michael Penix Jr. had just a little bit more time in the pocket. He would show why he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the college game with some stellar receivers. But you know what? Michigan did what they had to do. They pressured him all game long, and it ultimately led to the defense really being the factor winning this game against Washington. And then on the offensive side of the ball where we see Michigan have a field day, rushing for over 300 yards on the ground, rushing for four touchdowns. J.J. McCarthy didn't need to do much. It was all the running game, and ultimately you were enjoying this whole game from start to finish not much sweating throughout. And unfortunately, my boy Michael Penix Jr. didn't have the best game of his career. But ultimately, it ends with Michigan winning. Michigan's been very controversial all year long. We've talked about it on the college show throughout the season. But ultimately, defeating Ohio State, defeating Alabama in the Rose Bowl, which ultimately was the better game, to be honest. But they made the most of the opportunities. And you know what? They're national champions. And I know the program is under a lot of controversy. Some people think it's a fraud win. And a lot of people say they just straight up don't deserve it. But you can't take that win away from them. Um, They stepped up when they needed to. And whether Harbaugh returns or not, this is a great way to go out if he were to return to the NFL, as many people project he will. But congratulations to Michigan. That'll wrap up our first full season covering college football, and we're back next year. And you know what's exciting about next year. Not only all the teams moving conferences, a lot of realignment taking place this fall, but we have the 12-team college football playoff this year as well. And, you know, one of my criticisms regarding the college football playoff, pretty much conference championships end in early December and they don't play the national championship until usually the second Monday of the calendar year. That's too much time in between games. Now with the college football playoff, you'll have people interested all month long, at least for, I assume for a month. Um, We'll see how the schedule comes out during bowl season next year, but a lot of people will have more motivation to play harder. Um, they won't have to settle for the Kraft Macaroni and Cheese Bowl if you have a very good team. Obviously, minimal losses, and you have to get as many points as you can and have as many as big of a point differential spread as possible. But ultimately, the college football playoff game and product is going to get a lot better. And the return of NCAA football on the video game systems, PlayStation and Xbox will be cool too. And yeah, it is definitely an end of an era. The Pac-12 is no more. Um, But ultimately... We're only going to see this sport grow some more. It's going to get more entertaining. And I'm excited to see where college football goes from here on out. But once again, congratulations to Michigan. And um, that'll be that for college football. Now, switching back to the pros. We are now going to discuss all six matchups for Super Wild Card Weekend. Cleveland and Houston. Miami and Kansas City. Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Green Bay and Dallas. Los Angeles and Detroit, and Philly and Tampa. Here is what you've been waiting for. Let's talk about Super Wild Card Weekend. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. It's early January. The NFL regular season is finished. Your fantasy seasons are done. 
And now we're on the road to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58. We are about to figure out and predict who is going to start their road to the Super Bowl and ultimately win a championship. I got Hayden now there with me to preview Super Wildcard Weekend. What's up, Hayden? Uh, not much. How are you? Oh, great. It's great to see you, man. It really is. But we did it, Hayden. NFL season's done. Neither of our teams are in it this year. But Dockers. at least we got something to no dogs in the fight to worry about, man. Nope. <laughs> hey, but how about this, Hayden? Our both our teams won though in week eighteen at least. Yeah. That, right? We ended the season well at least. I, I can we can do that at least. So you, you finally your team finally beat the Patriots. Finally. 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 But you know, um doesn't take away the sting of, you know, this this stuff. So you know. Yeah, you know, it helped you get and it helped it helps, them get a it helped me sleep at, <laughs> it helped me sleep at night a little bit, but you know, we have still have to get the quarterback and everything and you know, not the quarterback. We have we have to make sure the team plays well around Rodgers, so Yeah, well, at least we could take a little bit of a break from then, but I hope um your favorite GM is starting to work already. Oh god, he's he's trying, so you know, I'm not gonna comment too much on them right now, but all good and as for the giants now we have some controversy in ourselves looks like the end of week wink martindale it seems like well, a personality clash well you know you have a coach who who does things only his way and when you don't have a roster of established veterans you know like there's certain rosters you have like kansas City chiefs they have established veterans with patrick mahomes as the quarterback they've established dc like you could kind of do things your way when you're if you're andy reed like brian dable has not gotten up to that point i mean last year he had a miracle season because you know the team played well last year um and now he thinks he's all of a sudden god and it's, he's gonna try to make it the patriot way which obviously a lot of people won't, won't want to have that and you know he's a little bit of an idiot for doing that in my opinion i don't think you're wrong it's hard it's it's, uh, it's um it's a debate worth reflecting on, especially the Joe Shea, Brian Dable factor. And it looks like their third year, they're really quote unquote started with their own guys. It is disappointing to not have Wink, one of the better coordinators in the uh, league. He, he wasn't happy that, you know, uh, you know, um, Dable wasn't happy the defense was up performing the offense, considering Dable's an offensive guy. And, you know, the whole situation reeks entitlement from, from someone who, in my opinion, doesn't deserve it. So, but. Mm-hmm. And you would say that is that Dayball still needs some more experience, if you will, to get that. I mean, he has a bad year next year. He's gone. Like, he's, they're not keeping him after next year. They, they have a bad year. Like I said, Joe Shane's going to do something drastic. You know, that Nick Sirianni um, – a Nick Sirianni theory you made last week kind of looks like has some ground to it with this loss, and I'm sure we'll get into it once yeah, we actually no, come to that game. That's some it's a possibility. Well, it should be interesting, but now we're going to talk about 12 franchises who did it right this year, 12 franchises who are in the playoffs. Some we expected, some surprises. Well, why don't we just break it down right away? Let us begin our coverage of the postseason and let us start this journey for Super Wild Card Weekend. So here we go, Hayden, you and me. Let us break down these games once and for all. So why don't we first start with Saturday, January 13th. 
the first playoff game of the postseason. We have the 11 and 6 Cleveland Browns taking on the 10 and 7 Houston Texans. We have the wild card. We have a wild card winner and a division winner. The Houston Texans were the ones to prevail. And the spread in this game goes to Cleveland on the road at minus two and a half. Initial thoughts on this game, Hayden. Who do I mean, you think can win away, run away with it? It's going to be a tough game either for either team. I mean, Houston has some momentum off the fact that they just won the division title. Um, 10 and 7, credit to D'Amico Ryans, who should be in head coaching the year consideration. Um, CJ Stroud should be offensive rookie. They've done a lot of great things this year with Singletary. Um, they can run the ball. The defense has played well towards the end of the season. Um, so that's a, that's a huge plus. I mean, you know, but you're also facing a team in Cleveland that has one of the best defense in the isn't defenses in the entire league. So it's going to be a challenge. This is a team that has already beaten the 49ers without, you know, they beat the 49ers without their quarterback. They beat the 49ers with PJ Walker, um, the Colts with PJ Walker, who are a uh, wild card team. Um, they, they've, they've been very battle tested. They beat Pittsburgh as a playoff team. Um, you know, they beat, they beat. They already beat Houston early in the year, thirty-six to twenty-two at home. So they have familiarity with the building. Um, I'm going to go in this game. I think Cleveland will win this game. I do. I think Cleveland's a better team. They have more weapons. Um, I don't love the fact how much they throw with Joe Flacco. I think that's going to cost them in the divisional round. But versus um, versus Houston, I, I think they should be able to win this game. Their defense should be able to stop C.J. Stroud a little bit enough. Um, C.J. Stroud is a quarterback that can be contained. Um, we've seen it versus the Jets. Jets contained him. The Jets completely shut him down, actually. So um, this is a quarterback that can be contained. I would take probably... I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, actually. I think it's going to be like 23 13 I'm not. I I don't see a lot of points. I feel like this is going to be a low-scoring game. Actually, I just feel like it's going to be a little bit more defensive game. I, to me, I think Cleveland's the better team, but um, Houston is coming in with some momentum, so it should be a good game. I I I just don't love Houston in this game. Um, I think I I just don't love the Texans. I, I think they're a little bit depleted. Um, Nico Collins is their only real weapon at the offensive offensive side. Um, I mean, they got they the coaching is pretty even. D'Amico Ryan's and and uh, Kevin Stefanski are two really good coaches, so it's kind of pretty even. But I, I think they can run the ball a little bit more, the um, slightly more, I guess you could say, the Browns because. Jerome Ford's a little bit more of a pass catcher, so he can he could do a little bit more than Devin Singletary right now. Um, even though the stats are almost identical, so I'm going to Cleveland in this game, but um, we'll see. All right, good stuff. So with that forty, the over under of this game is forty five and a half. So you would probably go under on this. one. Yeah, I'm going under on this one. Yeah. Yes. So I'm actually agree with you as well, Hayden. Though Houston's playing with house money, what an incredible story, and especially the way they got there. And unfortunate how the Jacksonville Jaguars um, had a very bad game against Tennessee last week to put him in this position. And they got the win against Indy. You know, if only that backup quarterback made the catch, it might be a different story. But ultimately, Houston prevails. And this is... And this is... um. And this is a result of the Houston Texans getting in. Though, at the end of the day, with this great team, 
they are missing one of their top receivers. They're playing the very best defense in the league, led, led by my Miles Garrett. And with yeah, I didn't team, even talk about Miles Garrett and that they have a uh, they have one of the best pass rushers in the in the league. And and with Denzel Ward too, they they, they have a lot of players. <laughs> And then we have, um, you have this, you have Houston playing, you have Houston played so well, but you know, with the rise in Njoku, as you mentioned, as a awesome threat for Joe Flacco, with, as you also mentioned, the running back by committee and Kareem Hunt-Jerome Ford, they are a tough team to stop. I think that is a generous spread at minus two and a half. And though Houston was a lot of fun this year, I think this miraculous first season will come to a graceful end. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see them often here in this position for years to come. So give me Cleveland minus two and a half and um, they shall move on to the division round with the coach led by your coach of the year in Kevin Stefanski. So next, moving on, we have the Miami I was about to say Miami Heat. So next Saturday night, Peacock, your Peacock exclusive game. You have the 11 and 6 Miami Dolphins taking on the 11 and 6 Kansas City Chiefs. We have a team that clinched a playoff berth versus the AFC West champions and your reigning Super Bowl champions. Right now, the spread is minus four, four full points for the Kansas City Chiefs. And your over under here is 43 and a half. Hayden, we had Miami um, blow it against the Buffalo Bills to get in this position. They lost another important pass rusher in Bradley Chubb. Um, And now they are going from the beautiful state of South Florida all the way to Kansas City, where it's projected to be zero degrees. So here we go. We have Miami versus Kansas City. What's going to happen here? Um, This is a... This is a tough matchup for, for me to personally predict. Um, I kind of, if if I'm just going based off Ross's, I, you should take Miami in this game, personally. Um, I think Miami's better. Uh, I really do honestly think Miami's a better team. Um, but that being said, this is the hot, this is a team from Miami going to Kansas City and Tua Tagovailoa is, uh, is not great in cold weather. It's been on the record. Um, you got to figure with Tyree kill, maybe he wants to prove something against Kansas city. Um, Raheem most and HN are, are really good backs, but that being said, um, they're not necessarily gritty, like in the tackles type of type of backs. So, and, and in a game like this, when it's cold and you need like three yards and it's going to be a defensive game. Cause I think it is might favor Kansas city. Their, their styles, my favorite Kansas City. Uh, I'm going to go with Miami just based on the roster. I think Miami's a better team. I do, honestly. I, I think they have a little bit more on offense. I think right now, I think this season, I, I'm going to, I hate to say this, people are going to go crazy on me. This season, I think Tua Tagovailoa is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes this season. So those are I'm, some bold words. I'm going to, I'm going to take Tua. I'm going to, I'm going to take Miami in this game. I'm going to take them 23 20. I think they're going to win on last second, last second kick. Hayden, I'm actually going to go to the opposite. I think you go. I think you go with Kansas City at minus four. And this it, is listen. Due- it's it's hard taking Ken. It's hard t- picking against Kansas City at home in the playoffs. 
Yes, and I make my choice based on the injuries on defense for Miami, transferring to the extremely cold environment, which they are not used to for obvious reasons. And despite Kansas City's offensive issues, especially with the wide receiver, uh, their wide receivers, I just don't see them... I see them being able to take care of Miami handily. If Miami was fully healthy, it would be a different story. But I'm going to go with Kansas City on this because they have the advantage at home. And though I think this might be their only win of this postseason, I think um, Miami will have a difficult time. I would prefer Miami to win, but I'm going to go with my gut on this one with Kansas City. I mean, this this game screams Kansas City. It screams Kansas City. Like everything about it says pick the chief. Um, but I mean, I, I'm, go- I'm just going to go by some town. I, I think Miami's the better team. Like I, I, I really do believe that. Um, can Mahomes make enough plays? We'll see. Um, I, I, I think the biggest problem in this game would be Miami's defense. Like you, you kind of said, but that being said, do they really have any like game changers really? Like the, I mean, besides Travis Kelsey, I, I don't see, I don't see another game changer like from Kansas city. Whereas, Miami Not at all, and this is why I think their run is going to end after next week. You know, this is Tua's first playoff game as well, I believe, right? This is Tua, uh, yes. Last year they had Skylar Thompson in versus Buffalo. And like someone else was saying to me, if they could play last year versus Buffalo and almost beat them at Buffalo with Skylar Thompson, you got to figure they're going to play better with Tua Tagovailoa this year. That does make a valid point. It shows how good of a coach Mike McCarthy is. Um but um, ultimately, Mike McDaniels. sorry, Mike McDaniel. Yes, Mike McDaniel's. Um, curious, what do you think about Peacock making this an exclusive game for the first time? You are paying for an NFL playoff game I'm, on a paywall. It's, it's ridiculous. I, I don't. I have no comment. It's it's bull, it's, it's bullshit. I don't want to deal with it. It's, it's bullshit. What especially what the what the MLB is saying? Um, what the MLB is doing, and I, I don't get why they use Peacocks. It is a shame, especially for, you know, listen, I know you and I are in a generation where streaming services and technology is a little easier for to grasp than us, but there's a whole other world out there that are going to miss out. I mean, unless you live in Kansas City, the greater Kansas City and my South Florida area, you're going to miss it. You're going to have to pay for it. And I could debate all the day about this, but this is a very greedy and disappointing move by the NFL for this. Is what it is, I guess. But regardless, it should be an interesting game. We have Tyreek Hill returning to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Um, this is would be his second game, I believe, since the trade. They played last year. And um, that should be fun. And hopefully he stays healthy during it as well. All right. Moving on, let's talk about the Sunday games. Let's start right away, right here, right now. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were able to sneak into the playoffs, and they're playing the Buffalo Bills, who get the two seed in this one. So the uh, AFC East champs versus the uh, team that won got in by playoff berth. Buffalo opening at a steep minus 10. Um, they are 10-point favorites here. The over-under is only 36 and a half, so they don't expect a lot of scoring here. Aiden, this is quite a spread. What do you think about the Steelers and Bills? Oh, I think this game's going to go over, actually. 36 and a half? Yes. At, at, at Buffalo, with Josh Allen and Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, it's it's going to be an over game. Uh, like, 
I don't know. For me personally, I think it's going to be a close. I think this is going to be a, a shootout, actually. Buffalo's hurt defensively. Um, Pittsburgh, I mean, JJ, T, not JJ Watt, TJ Watt isn't playing. Like, this is going to be a 30 to 20 game. Like, I, I, I think yeah. Buffalo's going to be 30 to 20. Um, I think. I think they will move the ball a little bit with Mason Rudolph. Deontay Johnson or George Pickens are going to have one or two big plays like they always do. They have like a long touchdown. And, you know, I, I think Pittsburgh will keep it close, but I think Buffalo's offense is just too much in this game. I think I like the way they've been able to run the ball with James Cook. Um, I, like I said, they're hurting a little bit defensively, but they should be able to score enough points on Pittsburgh, who has a very good defense, by the way. But um, with Cook, Stefan Diggs, I want to say I want to say I'm not sure if Gabe Davis is playing. Actually, I'm going to check that up. But I mean, they have they have more than enough payment. I I like their tight ends too for um for Buffalo. I, I just, to answer I your question, have, Gabe Davis at the moment is questionable. Okay, I, he's questionable. So I, let's say Gabe Davis does play. Um, that's another. That's another. Uh, that's another a um threat they have. Um, and just like I said, I I think Buffalo is. Buffalo is my pick to make the Super Bowl this year, actually. Um, so I'm I'm taking them to get past Pittsburgh, thirty to twenty. I I think the the over under for that game is, I don't know how that they got the number so low because I do not think it's going to be that low scoring week game. I don't. Yeah, at this moment it is looking like it's snowing. At this moment they have the game time. I guess that might be a factor. Thirty six and a half. You said the number was. Oh, that's low. That's really low. yeah. So that's right really now. High. I have I have almost fifty points being scored in that game, so I'm going over. <laughs> so o- Orchard Park, we have a at this moment twenty four degrees, um, very windy, colder with snow, with a ninety six percent chance. Yes, of but Buffalo's used to that, so it's like I mean these are two cold weather teams, so it's not like it's not like Miami or Jacksonville or, yes. or Tampa. Like they're they're used to this weather, so it's like I don't necessarily think that's you know. Yeah, to branch off this, this should be an easy win for the Buffalo Bills. I commend the Steelers for getting themselves in this position, but Buffalo seven and two at home, as you mentioned, they are very adept to the adept to these um, conditions. They've won their last five games against some very hard opponents as well. They beat the Chiefs, they beat the Cowboys, they beat Miami when it mattered the most, and. I, Steelers are an inferior team, especially missing their best defensive player. So, and they're playing their second though, string quarterback. I will say, I want to say they're like seven and eight. They're like seven and one in their last eight games versus, versus Baltimore. If you have to play, if they if they somehow get past the, the Buffalo Bills, and, and let's say they play Baltimore in the first round, watch out. That could be a huge upset because Pittsburgh has Pittsburgh has Baltimore's number there. Division rivals that that would probably be a, a one score game between those two teams. So, you, Baltimore better watch out. Baltimore better watch out if if uh, if Pittsburgh beats a uh, Pittsburgh beats Buffalo. And do you think the um, Steelers can at least close on the ten point spread? Yeah, I think Buffalo could get. I mean, yeah. I had I had thirty to twenty, so I think it's gonna be a push. Great, great, great. But, great. I, but the only thing, I, the only reason I think it's gonna be a a, a push is because I think they're gonna get a touchdown with like a minute or two to go. Like, I, I think it's going to be less than 10 points the whole game. I think it's going to be close, close to out, but Buffalo will just manage to get that one score to win the game. I hear that. It will oh. be like, it will be like 23 to 20. And then they, have, they could stop them for a field goal, make 26, 20. And then they get that touchdown. That's, that's what, that's what I think the game's going to be. 
I would love to see that happen. All right, let's talk about the 4:30 game on Sunday. We have the nine and eight Green Bay Packers playing the 12 and five Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is opening at minus seven and a half. Jordan Love and company with a magical season. You do, do you see them upsetting the 12 and five Dallas Cowboys at all? Um, no, I don't. Um, I think they're a little too young. Um, I, I kind of like their receivers, actually. Jaden Reed. Um, very good. Christian Watson's very good. Romeo Dobbs. Aaron um, Jones has been good. They since have, a, back they have another too. receiver, too, that's been really good recently. Um, just getting his name. I want to say it was like Bo something. Get his name. Bo, yeah, Melton. Bo, Bo Melton from Green Bay has been pretty good. Um, their young receivers are looking pretty good. They have a they have a good receiving. They have a good young receiving court. Aaron Jones is starting to run the ball a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Jordan Love has really um, Jordan Love has really come on. Um, he's he's been awesome. Credit to him. Um, but I mean, that being said, I think I think I don't want to say this is Dallas's year, but I think Dallas will win this game pretty pretty handily. Like I I don't I don't see them. I don't see Green Bay covering the spread. I think this is going to be like 37-23. Now, 37-23 is high. Um, we're going to go 30-17 to 17, Dallas. Here yeah, this in this particular season, Hayden, the Dallas Cowboys have been almost lethal at home. Uh, they've been lethal at home. So, They're undefeated I mean, at 8-0. Everybody's healthy for the most part. Um, you know, you might... Wouldn't that be a treat if we get that uh, the Green Bay uh, we get enough Green Bay the Dallas the Detroit game again in the in the divisional round that'd be a treat. I, I seriously hope so. I actually think Dallas Dallas has the best momentum coming into the postseason here, even with San Francisco banged up a little bit, and they are very lucky to have this in first round bye. But I think Dallas there. I wouldn't be surprised seeing Dallas in the championship game for the first time since 95. This team is great on offense, great on defense. Dak is at his best season yet. And again, similarly with the Packer, with the Houston Texans on a special season playing with house money, I think the NFC equivalent is the Green Bay Packers. I mean, we shall see because, you know, um, you know, I mean, Dallas could always pull one of their their usual, you know, um, you know, choke jobs. So we'll see. I mean, if if Dallas plays to their potential, they should win this game. Definitely, Bo. Definitely, um, I think they should be easily. That's a spread. I think they can easily. I don't want to say it's going to no be problem. easy game because Jordan Love is, you know, he's been playing awesome. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to disparage Jordan Love. No doubt, but I think the uh, Dallas secondary, who's been a big asset for them this year, I think that they will be able to um, hold down and not give a lot of separation for the Green Bay Packers offense. Though impressive for sure, they just have a lot to build on and. Um, with Mike LaFleur's team there. But uh, Mike McCarthy, and I think there were the rumblings that he really needs to make a deep run in the playoffs to keep his job. I would. It seems that this Cowboys team likes playing for him, and um, that extra motivation might, you know, put them over the edge. Then this is definitely primetime discussion here, Hayden. You have, what was it? Well, I should start. What was it? 2021, there was a trade that sent Jared yeah, Goff they to. They, the, the trade out was it? It was after the 2020 season. So yes. the 2021 trade at the beginning of the season sent Jared Goff to the Detroit Lions and then sent Matthew Stafford to the sent Matthew Stafford to the uh, the Rams. 
Arguably, that, you could say one of the best trades of all time. I mean, it's worked out great for both teams. You got a you got a quarterback who's made Pro Bowls for both teams, actually, for the Rams and the uh, and the um, Lions, and Jared Goff, who's been awesome. He let, took them to the Super Bowl. Jared Goff was a great quarterback for the uh, for the um, for the Rams. So let's make that clear. But they wanted to move on. They wanted to get Matthew Stafford, who then in turn took the Rams to their first ever Super Bowl and won it. So that had immediate dividends. Um, trade's been great for both teams. Three years in, Jared Goff took a reinvigorated the Lions, have them won their first division title since '93. Um, Matthew Stafford has won a Super Bowl and is now playing in his, in his second time in the playoffs for the Rams. It's been a great deal overall for both teams. And hats exactly, off both, hats off for both GMs for making that deal. Like it, it really worked out well. Absolutely. And it now comes to this. They are playing each other in the NFL postseason. We have the Los Angeles Rams going to Detroit and eight o'clock NBC Sunday night. We have the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Detroit Lions. The Lions are opening at minus three points in this very intriguing matchup. Hayden, who do you think has the edge? Boy, this is a really, really tough game to predict. Um, I could start first in that case. Yeah, you can start. I, I'll you can start first. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Los Angeles Rams getting the upset plus plus three on this one. I think they are they have a lot of momentum right now. They've won four out of the last five on a four game winning streak. Um, they have arguably the best. They have some of the best weapons in the entire postseason, with the exception of maybe the 49ers. Kieran Williams is healthy. They have obviously Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, who has turned into a sensation this season. They still have a very good defense led by Aaron Donald. And I just think despite Detroit themselves having some momentum and they've played well down the stretch, I think... It's just going to be a tough task, and I think it's going to be a close game. But I'm going to give the edge to the Rams, and I want to be surprised if they went on a walk-off field goal on this one. So it's going to be probably an emotional game, but I see Matthew Stafford beating his old team to have the Rams advance. Yeah, um, I'm kind of going on this one. I'm, I'm kind of going to go. Uh, I'm going. I'm going on this one. I'm going to the Rams too on this one, actually. Um, every year, there's got to be a there's got to be a big upset, um, and yeah, I think this this is the probably the most probable one that I think is going to happen. Um, the Rams, so I'm taking the Rams too. Actually, I think they'll be able to stretch the field with Pukunakua. Um, Matthew Stafford's playing great. Kyron Williams, they can really run the ball. Um, they are the team, in my opinion, that has the most that can actually handle the. They can actually handle the um. Handle the most with um. The, the Detroit Lions and and tr- trust me if they beat the Lions they're gonna they're gonna beat the 49ers too that's just my pick I that's think so pick. I think so and I, I think the 49 I, I don't see the 49ers making it this year to, to the Super Bowl I just I don't I don't know something that my gut feeling is telling me that this team with Purdy is a little they're they're a little inconsistent I I, I don't see it this year even healthy huh no I don't see it I don't see it um I wouldn't be shocked if they lost for the conference championship game, actually. So, like, I'm telling you right now, the the Rams beating the – I think the Rams are going to win this game versus Detroit, and then I think they're going to beat um, San, Francisco, San Francisco. That's right, Hayden. That's right. Um, we could definitely explore that once the San Francisco 49ers has their opponent next week. <clears throat> 
but I do see this game being, I might even go as far to say, wouldn't it, it wouldn't surprise me. I, it wouldn't surprise me. This game wanted to be a classic. I'll say that. Um, so let's break down our final game and wrap it up for today. Monday night, your second ever Monday night football playoff matchup. You have the NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles taking on. Sorry, let me restart that. You have your reigning NFC champion and NFC. And, bleh, sorry. You have your reigning NFC champion and current NFC East division champion, Philadelphia Eagles taking they, uh, on. They, they were the wild card. The Eagles. Oh yes, you're right. You're the Dallas, right. Dallas won the division. My my brain is all over the place. So let me restart one more time. You have the while you have a wild card winner, Philadelphia Eagles taking on the NFC South champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At this moment, we have the Philadelphia Eagles opening at minus three. Hayden, you have a. Obviously, a team in disarray, a team that has been crumbling, a team that is quite frankly been a mess going up against a Buccaneers team that has won Florida out of their last five. They seem to have found a rejuvenated Baker Mayfield. And you have two teams going in two different directions finally meeting here in the postseason. And tell me, Hayden, what do you think is going to happen? Um, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win this game. I do actually at home. Uh, I think that, I, quite frankly, I don't think Philadelphia could beat many teams in the league, but let alone playoff teams right now, the way they're playing. <laughs> yeah. um, they've been awful, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, that defense is just getting beat up like crazy. Um, this is very similar to what the 2020 Steelers were when they started off like 10-1 and one, and then they ended up imploding. Um, very, very similar to me. So, I'm gonna take the Bucks in a. I'm gonna take Bucks in a shootout. Actually, I'm gonna go like, not a shootout. Twenty eight, twenty seven Bucks. I think the Bucks are gonna win on like a last second field goal. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks. I think Baker Mayfield. Actually, I don't know. I, I gotta see if ba- if Baker Mayfield's ribs are healthy. I'm going twenty eight, twenty seven. If Baker Mayfield ri- Baker Mayfield's ribs are not healthy, um, I think it wouldn't be shocking if the Eagles won this game. So I think it really, really depends on his health. And I don't know. Definitively, I- I'm still gonna I'm still gonna I'm gonna say that Baker Mayfield's healthy in this game, and they win 28 to 27. If Baker Mayfield's not healthy, um, I think the the Eagles could win this game like 20 20 to 17. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the fact Baker's healthy and I'm gonna take them 28 27 because I like I like how they've been playing towards the end of the season. Mike Evans, um, they got weapons, um, they can still run the ball a little bit, um, and I, these guys love playing for Baker Mayfield. I actually haven't heard a quarterback spoken about as well as I have Baker Mayfield this season. They love playing for him. It was shocking, and they had a better record this year. You say what you want, they had a better record this year with uh with Baker Mayfield than they did last year with Tom Brady. Baker Mayfield actually yeah. statistically outperformed Tom Brady. So this guy deserves a contract extension, in my opinion. Um, he deserves everything coming his way. He's been absolutely tremendous. I think he should be in, he should be in the uh, comeback player of the year um, discussion. Um, absolutely would be ridiculous. Why not? And just credit to that organization for staying strong with Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield and winning that NFC South. Because, I mean... The New Orleans Saints still finished uh, nine and eight, so you know they did. They did have to, you know, beat them earlier in the year. 
but credit to them for winning the game when it mattered. Um, I didn't love how they played versus Carolina. Because Carolina does have a good defense for, for a team that's 2-15. and 15, so. But they did win the mm-hmm. game they had to win, unlike Jacksonville, who lost. So, Yeah, Trevor Lawrence really looked bad. They did what Jacksonville, probably the worst game They did what NFL. Jacksonville couldn't do, so they won the game. And that's what you got to do in the NFL, and that should inspire confidence. So kind of like... Reluctantly, I'm taking Tampa Bay 28-27 in this game, but it really all depends on Baker Mayfield's health. Yeah, I think as long, even though Baker Mayfield's banged up, I, I do think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense will put on a show against the Eagles defense that at one point this team was 10-1, ending 11-6 in pure shame. And losing to the Giants – 